Welcome to the Making a Runner podcast. I'm your host, Nick, a running specialist, biokineticist, and coach. And I'm a co-host, Davey, aka Davey on the Run. Through our shared knowledge and experience, we unpack the fascinating topic of running. We speak to coaches, athletes, subject matter experts, and everyday enthusiasts to help you improve your running. And ensure that you enjoy every step of the way, wherever the road or trail may take you. This is how runners are made. It's how runners are made, baby. Oh yeah. This limited series is proudly brought to you by ASICS, the official footwear partner of the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon. And have you heard? ASICS has also just launched the highly anticipated Joel Nimbus 25. Oh yeah? So what makes this shoe so different? Three main reasons, Nick. Firstly, the new Pure Gel is 65% softer. It's also got 20% more foam, a higher stack height, and a rocker design. Nothing feels better. Wow, Davey, I must say, that sounds like the shoe that will help you go the distance. It will. Nicola. Davide. Are you mentally prepared for this episode? Well, yeah, as mentally prepared as I will be for Total Sports 2 Oceans come 16 days time. 16 days. Can you believe it, guys? That is two weeks, two days. And if you're not prepared by now, then uh, we strongly advise that you um, maybe take a backseat this year if you haven't done the necessary oh, training. Well, let's, let's clarify okay, that. Yeah, if, yeah. If, if you are physically not prepared, then yes, I agree. But if you're mentally not prepared, then hopefully after this next 30 minutes or so of uh, conversation <laughs> between Davey and I, you'll have some, uh, some good mental pointers on things to work on and perhaps we can help you get through the toughness that is running an ultramarathon. So Nick, let me let me ask you this. In terms of mental preparation, right? How has your mental preparation been for the build up to this TTOM twenty twenty three? Look, Davy, I think mental preparation is just like any other type of preparation. As a runner, we know that we got to focus on our cardiovascular system to get fitter. We know we got to focus on our nutrition to make sure that you know we're eating the right things throughout our training, as well as when we're running and when we're racing. And mental preparation is no different. You know, you got to train the mind, and you do that in training. But you also have to mentally prepare for what the body is going to go through come on that race day. And I think you just have to, especially now, the closer you get to that ultra marathon. And the time is running out. Time is running out. When you start asking yourself, have I done this? Have I done that? But you also don't want to overstress in the beginning, you know? So this is the right time to start thinking about the mental side of things. You don't necessarily want to be thinking too much about it four months prior to a race because then you might just psych yourself out and never get around to do it. So, you know, by now you should know what your goals are. Let's start off with that. You should have a pretty clear idea of what your body can cope with, what it can't cope with, and be realistic with yourself. You know, going into the journey, you may have had a goal to say like us, want to run a silver or maybe want to want to finish it. But, you know, there's a difference between setting a goal and then actually achieving that goal and knowing where you're at two weeks out of that. And you have to have that real talk with yourself. I think that's very important. But now is the time to sort of zone in onto what your body would be capable of doing and seeing how you can go about it. Yeah, definitely. And I think just also touching on that, you know, a, a lot a lot can happen in, you know, your, your training period, building up to it. 
Um, so also, you know, being mentally prepared for the ups and the downs because not everything is always going to be perfect. And that's also, you know, being prepared for race day. You know, one thing is coming to terms with you may train for a silver or you may train for a specific time or just to finish. And that, you know, might not happen. Because, you know, like I said, life happens, things happen, uh, injury can happen, uh, fatigue can happen, lots can happen. So um, I think for me, especially after my comrades journey, it's just, you know, being able to accept that even if you've trained 100% and, you, mm. and you've put in your heart and soul into everything, you can never actually control what's going to happen on race day. Well, I think it's good. Let's start with that, Dave, because I mean, some of these listeners might not know about your comrades uh, experience last year but I mean after sort of debriefing ourselves after the big day uh, we kind of put it down to most of it was a mental situation that you were struggling with and and dealing with so what what was that situation how did you handle it and how did you how are you preparing differently this time around I don't I don't completely agree with the fact that it was mostly mental I still do feel like I had a, a virus the night before because I, I, I was... Ep- episode 16, Martin Curry, guys, go <clears> give it a listen. Davey admits to it being a mental thing. No, I don't think it was 100% <laughs> a mental thing. I think maybe it was 50-50, 60-40, whatever it was. But in terms of the mental side of things, I think, I, I don't know, I think I went into it with maybe overconfidence because we had we had trained, you know, we had so often said, oh, we're going to go for sub seven, sub seven, sub seven. And I didn't even know on race day what the time for a seven and a half hour silver medal was, you know, because our goal was just, you know, we were going to get under seven hours and nothing else sort of thing. And the race just didn't pan out like that, that for me. Obviously, I had quite a rough day before where call it a virus, call it me, <laughs> going into an absolute spiral I don't know what it was but um, I was just very you know I was nowhere the day before I couldn't stomach food um, I was just you know not in a good space and that led me into you know the morning of just not being in that right mind frame really panicking um, heart rate elevated just like really really nervous you know um, so not ideal and I was just I knew that I was just you know I was at that space where whatever happens is going to happen kind of thing. I was like, this is out of my control and I, I'm going to have to see what, what the day holds. And yeah, obviously for me, I had really bad cramping at about 45Ks. Um, and that was pretty much the demise of my race. Everything after that was just like, I just I just couldn't perform. So I, I couldn't run and it was a long day out. And But this isn't a comrades episode. So yeah. without going into too much of that, it was just like, it was from that point on where I realized I wasn't going to achieve my goal. And I think this is very important to mention because this is something that I was able to come to terms with was that, you know, and especially for me because I made my goal so public. I, you know, basically said this will be a sub seven comrades um, or, or at the very worst silver medal. You know, very worst was a silver medal. And I knew that when I wasn't even going to get that silver medal, I was like, yo, this is a bitter pill to swallow. And I was in a very dark place. Like I was just like, you know, pulling out. I was like, what's the point? Like, like you know, you just get into a very dark space. But then you also have to come to the realization that, you know, for some of you, if we're putting this into two oceans perspective, if this is your only, if this is your first two oceans, 
don't let anything ruin that for you. Enjoy the day out. Um, and just take every single moment in because, yeah, life does throw us challenges and curveballs and it's how you deal with those curveballs. So mm. don't well, quit, you know, keep going. Give it your, your 100%. Thanks for the, the little motivational pep talk there. I needed I think, to uh, say that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to, the reason why I asked you these questions, I mean, I know the answer yeah. to, to it, you know, but I wanted the listeners to get an understanding of your background when it comes to these mental situations and, a lot of people would relate to what you're saying, but I just want to touch on a couple of the points that you mentioned. So first of all, overconfidence, right? So we know that confidence is a key factor, right? Confidence comes from having experience. Now, if you are a rookie or a first-timer, it's it's easy to say, oh, I want to do this or I want to do this, but you don't actually know what your body is going to go through. Yeah, you can base uh, it off a of stats. You can base <laughs> it off a of stats. And when it comes to ultra marathon running, so, you know, two oceans, comrades, regardless, you're not going to have run that distance Mm. prior to having done that race. So it's not as straightforward as predicting your time from a 5K to a 10K to a 21 to a 42. And I think a lot of people struggle with that because, you know, how how are you supposed to run a distance that you haven't practiced before? Well, that's, that's, that's a mental stuff up already, you know? So you already struggle with that mentally and that can build nervousness. The nervousness that you felt could have also been surrounded by, you know, the fact that you had put all of this um, pressure on yourself essentially to perform where, you know, it, ca- it can become quite a difficult situation to manage and emotions can, can run very high. As you know, the day before a race, even the day before any kind of race, for me, it's like, if I know I have to do a time trial, that day, I'm like, I'm stressing about it a little bit, even though I know that, you know, time trial, 30 minutes is going to be done, quick, dusted, and then I'm going to be moving on with my day. There's a lot of pressure because you you put a lot on that day, you know, especially if total sports two oceans is your goal. Yeah. Your 56K is your goal. Your 21K is your goal. You put a lot of pressure on it. But as you say, Davey, the day is the day. And all you can do is learn from that day. And what you are going to learn is that you're not competing with anybody else. Exactly. You're competing with the person in between your ears. That's that's your brain. Yeah. And that's what we're here to really try and, and talk about and discuss. So how do you as a runner go about preparing mentally for an ultra marathon? So, I mean, for me, it's as I've come to learn, you know, failure is one of the biggest like tools that you can actually learn to adapt and deal with things so you know you've got to fail to to learn essentially and even after comrades like it was a failure for me but I learned so much about what I don't want to do and how I don't want to feel going into my next ultra marathon so I mean I, I yeah first of all I'll just, I just I would just like to say like don't look at a failure as like a complete negative because you're going to learn on how to on what not to do and how to build on that secondly for me is preparation so like I have my certain routine that I know I must follow because it's tried and tested, it's worked. You know, nutrition has been something big for me um, in these marathons that I've been doing and the, and the build up to two oceans. So it's following that routine, making sure that um, my body's feeling good, especially leading into it. If I'm feeling overtrained, I'll, you know, I'll reach out to Eunuch and I'll just say, listen, I'm, it's because like for me with comrades, I felt completely overtrained. I was burning the matchstick, I was really not feeling great. And like that's something that I took out because I was like 120, 130, 140Ks kind of thing was not doing well for my body. So that's something that I was was um, 
mentally aware of going into two oceans and and now i know my body's not going to deal well with that and i don't want to be in in that um mental space you know being overtrained and stuff like that so i think yeah for me it's just you know dealing with the past and then following my routine mm. and then also just like knowing knowing the cues that my body gives gives myself and making sure that i'd say you know the two weeks building up to race day especially a big race if it's a smaller race you can deal with like even a couple of days before but a big race you but that that being said you also don't want to psych yourself out no so it's a fine it's a fine line it's a fine line but you know inadvertently you are practicing all of these things in your training you yes. know anytime that there's there's a big storm out there and you go run or there's a windy day and you go and run or there's a there's a specific long run that you're doing at that race effort you are mentally prepping as well as you are doing your 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 physical prep you know so with the right kind of training will come the right mental training as well you know for me ultras you know we we speak about the sub two hour marathon that's that's a it's a physical boundary ultras are a psychological boundary Mm. i'm a firm believer that ultra marathon running is mostly mostly in in the mind if you've got a strong head on you you are going to succeed on the day and as you say the day can can throw a lot of different things on you but you got to start preempting these things. You got to start thinking about it, and that's where you know, for a race like Two Oceans, you got to think about the route. You got to have an idea of what that route is going to come at you with. You got to have an idea of what perceived effort you want to go run out at, and be realistic with yourself about it. You know, you got to have an idea that you might encounter wind on that day, and how do you deal with that wind? You know, so I call it distraction management. And unless you're an overthinker, because then you don't want to analyze the routes, and I mean, I I had that tactic for comrades. Well, Davey, you <laughs> got to plan for things not going according to plan. And what I said to you before is, I think you didn't allow yourself to think about it. And when you were faced with it the day before, as everybody is, because the day is tomorrow. Shit, how am I going to deal with it? It's too much. It's too much. It causes overwhelm. So I personally believe, as a coach that if if you are taking on a big challenge you need to be mentally prepared and to be mentally prepared for that challenge you need to experience in your mind go over how these things are going to go down if this happens on the day this is what i'll do if this happens on the day this is what i'll do if you don't have that mental prep you know you go on to the day and when it happens you won't have an idea of how to get yourself out of that bad situation or how to deal with that shoelace that comes undone. Yeah, sure. You know? So you got to be prepping for these things. And that's why I say a lot of it comes to having practical experience. Because if you're a very experienced runner, you've been through this. You, you've done it before. You know, you've been through the difficult times. You've come out the other side of it. You know that it's going to be okay. You'll come back through. If you're not experienced, you will panic. And if you panic... That's that's the worst thing that you want, right? So that's why I, I say it comes down to distraction management because on a race day, you got to be able to focus for whatever the amount of time is. And there's going to be distractions all around you, especially on a, on a beautiful route like Two Oceans. And I'm not saying don't allow the distractions to get in the way. I mean, don't allow Chapman's Peaks beauty to, to take away from the race. Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be <laughs> hinging on that, <laughs> and and that's and I'll speak about that a little bit just now in terms of how you can plan your race mentally. And I like to to split that race because you know 
the way you feel after 10, 20 Ks is not going to be the way you feel after 50 Ks. So we'll chat about that. But in terms of distractions, what other things are distractions? You know, it's, it's your weather. It's if you're getting blisters on your feet, is how your body is actually feeling on the day when you wake up. Uh, those taper niggles. The taper niggles, what your watch is saying, the pace that you were supposed to run at versus the pace that you're currently doing. Yeah. Those are all distractions. Now you've got to be able to, to pull yourself together, pull yourself towards yourself and not let those things distract you. And I would, I would say it's being, it's being aware of what those distractions are, right? Yeah. So what you're talking about also is like being mentally prepared during the race. For sure. But then would you agree... In saying that, possibly another fundamental time period is 48 to 24 hours prior to the race because there's a lot of distractions there that can unhinge somebody completely. So it's also about, you know, mastering that routine of like, especially for me, I found is race day morning Mm. because it's you're waking up super early. You're what now you're like, now I've got to get to the start line. It's it's all going down, you know? Have I gone to the toilet? Have I got? Am I going to be cold? It's like all those things that that funny enough we only think of on the morning. So well, it's like, I mean, what what are some of those things that that you would say? For me, it's like <laughs> it's the funniest thing. It's a bathroom, you know. Yeah. It's like knowing that you're probably going to need to take a shit <laughs> when <laughs> you when you're getting there. <laughs> yeah, it's also like planning your arrival time. You know, what are you going to do? Is Don't it going to get be, there five minutes it, before? It, if it's going to be cold, do I take a jersey? Do I not take a jersey? Like. When am I going to start my eating? Like all those things. But that's why I think that, you know, the time frame that you're talking about, those 48 to 24 hours, it's too late. I think if you are still thinking about, uh, maybe I'm going to go and do, that's that's too, you're leaving it to the last minute. So you're telling me you know exactly what what you're going to pack in your bag the morning of? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> been pre-planned. Look, if you don't plan that, you're just allowing yourself, you're opening yourself up to yeah, different... Tell me, tell me exactly what you're going to be packing right now because I'm going to check that bag. If you love the work we are doing and the impact that Making a Runner has had on the running community so far, then why not become an official Making a Runner fan? That's right, guys. Making a Runner is now on Patreon. Although this started purely as a passion project, we have had to become realistic about the time and cost of running a successful podcast. And that is why we've decided to set up a Patreon membership where our fans can make a pledge to support our work and help us further expand our reach into the greater global running community. If you're not in the position to commit to something like this, that's okay. We appreciate each and every listen and owe all our success to you. But if you want to make a pledge and become a super fan of the show, make sure to go and visit patreon.com forward slash making a runner. Thank you for your continued support and enjoy the rest of the show. And you're only going to be able to... to Cape Town? No. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Davey, all I'm saying is between now and I'd say 48 hours before your race, you have that time to prepare. Don't leave it to the last day. You know, and that's things like, you know, setting your race plan. If you are still thinking about <laughs> what time am I going for? What pace am I doing? I get this with runners, like the morning of, they still don't know what they're doing. Like you got to know what you're doing. If you want to be mentally prepared and you want to be mentally focused and be able to focus on that mantra as you run, you got to know what you're doing. And that comes now in the weeks leading up. Doesn't come the day leading up. Know what you're having for breakfast. Know what you're having for breakfast. That's that's done and dusted. <laughs> We've spoken about it in our nutrition episodes. You've got to be practicing that. Don't find yourself in this game the day before. Don't do that. And don't don't allow yourself to to 
criticism from the outside either. You know, you might now open up to your friends the day before at the expo that this is the time you're going for and they're doing a different bus. They want to do it at a different time. So now they're trying to talk you out of it. Like that's, if you haven't got a concrete plan by then, you're going to get talked out of it or you're going to get sucked up into doing something that you can't quite do. I've fallen prey of that before. I've gone into marathons thinking, oh, I think I can do this pace. I can do this pace. The nights of the marathon, you're feeling over-enthusiastic. I can tell you that. <laughs> you're going to go there the next day and Because think, you've just been tapering for You've been 10 tapering. Days. You're feeling strong. You're like, oh, what is an extra five, five seconds a kilometer going to do? It sucks. It sucks. So don't throw away all your training that you've done up until this point just by leaving decision-making to the last minute. And that decision-making is, you know, you gotta you got to have that plan of action. Like Barry said in our last Two Oceans episodes, you got to plan your race and race your plan. And that's a big part of the mental prep. you got to know what you're going in for. you got to know what perceived effort your body is going to go in for. I'm a strong believer that sometimes you go on a long run and you feel it's tough. Sometimes you go on a run and it feels it's easy, right? That, that's just purely dependent on how that run is. I also f- fully believe that if I set my mind on a specific pace, when I'm running that pace on a race day, or if I set my mind, say now for our two oceans in particular, we want to run at four minutes, 10 a kilometer, right? That's ideal conditions. Now, if I set my mind on that and focus on that, on the day, that pace should feel like a good pace. It shouldn't feel out of my comfort zone. It shouldn't feel easy. But now this weekend, I ran a marathon a little bit lighter, a little bit easier. I set my mind on 430 now, 4.30 was the comfortable pace. 4.10 would have, felt, would have felt pretty tough. 4.50 would have felt a lot easier, right? So it's the mental state that you put yourself into. I fully believe that there's a big focus on that. You know, if you set your mind on a specific pace, it's going to feel like a comfortable pace. Obviously, if it's within your range of paces, you know? So that, that's a very important thing to think about. You've got to know these things. And then when it comes to actual race day for the total sports to oceans, like I said, you've got to plan that race day. You've got to plan different parts of that day, you know? So you're going to start out. We've heard the beginning is going to be fast. It's going to be constant pulling back. That's the time where, you know, you, you can allow yourself to just enjoy the race you know enjoy being out there make friends out there speak to the guys next to you try to get your mind off of the actual thing that you're doing that is racing this event or running this event you know enjoy the beauty the beauty that's so all I, around I, I you so now i was picturing me on the route i was actually <laughs> i was going through that my word yeah <laughs> so that that's good okay that's mental training as well you know you got to visualize these things you know uh if you don't know what that route's going to be like you want to take a couple of uh, videos on YouTube, go have a look at what Chapman's Peak Drive looks like, get an idea because that's going to help you. It's not going to feel... Constantia Nick. <laughs> I, yeah. keep, I keep hearing that one and I think I've blocked it out mentally from when I did it because I can't remember that. Sure. I think, you know, Constantia Nick is one of those things that a lot of people put a lot of mental focus on. They put a lot of focus on it in your race. Like that is the crux of the event, you know? So I often find that if you put too much focus on a specific part of the event it can cause a lot of issues everywhere else because all of a sudden, you know, you don't, you're not thinking about all the other elements of it. And let's be fair, right? Constantia Nick comes at a very difficult time in the, in the race. That comes in your second half. It comes after the marathon mark. You know, you've come up and over Chapman's Peak. You're probably feeling a little bit tired and now you've still got 14 kilometers to go after your 42 kilometer mark. And 
this this road comes up at you and that's where it's really going to be important to have your mental strength in the right place and you know mental strength it comes also from being in the right physical state if you've blown it if you've gone out way too hard in the first half, if you're feeling broken after 42, it's going to be very hard to, to positively mind frame yourself to get up Constantinic. And that's why, you know, a lot of times you hear that that race is either made or broken in that last 14 kilometers. So whatever you do, I'd say, you know, by the time you get to heart bay, you got to have something left in the tank. If you feel like you're pushing too hard at first, you got to pull back. But also that's where the mental strength comes in. You got to have your mantras. And, you know, for me, it's it's positive self-talk. It's always positive self-talk. So even if I'm feeling shit, or I'm saying Shh, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling strong, you're always trying to mentally reframe it in a positive way. I think that is probably one of the key things that I do as a runner when I run to try and get myself into the right frame of mind. Of course it hurts. Of course my legs are almost about to cramp. Of course I'm feeling my toenails perhaps coming off. Like that is there. But if I'm focusing on that, that's going to continuously be playing on a negative feedback loop in my mind. And that's definitely what you don't want. Yeah. So the moment you start seeing something like that creep in, you got to positively frame, positively reframe. That, that is key. Another thing that a lot of runners do is simply smile. You know, Elliot Kipchoge is known for smiling. We've spoken about it before. Uh, when you see him smile, you know that he's hurting. But when you see him smile, uh, you know, all of a sudden, you, you, kind of, you, you kind of realize that you're not the only one out there hurting. Everyone around you is hurting. And that's why also that initial part of the race, it's such a jaw. You know, it's a vibe. You're running. Everyone's having a great time, enjoying themselves. That last little bit, it's going to be a dark time. But... There's going to be spectators all around you. You know, they're going to be cheering you on, pushing you on. You look at those guys, you smile at them, you stay focused on that, you know. That, that's a positive reframing of a bad situation. And then the last thing for me personally is thinking about my running form. Because I know that as I fatigue, my running form is going to become more poor. If my running form becomes poor, then it starts to affect my ability to perform. So I try and use that as a cue to get myself into a better running position or better running form, uh, whether I'm focusing on my cadence or focusing on my, my posture, so staying nice and tall, or focusing on pumping my arms or whatever it is. I'm thinking about one of those little elements when I feel myself going through the dark patches because there are, as you know, there's roller coasters, right? You're going to have good Oof. patches, bad patches. That's normal. That's part of life. It's part of racing, you know? Ultra marathons, even more so. The way that I often describe comrades, it's like this boxer that you just, you know, keep on punching down and it comes back up at you and you got to punch it back down again yeah. and it comes back up at you. So you got to be able to endure. That's, that's the beauty of the sport, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so then Nick, can you give me an example of how you would check in with yourself in terms of monitoring that running form when you're getting fatigued, say after 42Ks, now you've gone through the marathon mark and you're really getting tired? So I like to try and do that um, if I've set my watch on, say, every kilometer. Every time my watch beeps, I look down and I, I like to see what pace I managed to do the last average kilometer. Sometimes I don't do that, but essentially when that beeps, I use that as a mental chicken. chicken. And then I, I sometimes, not all the time, because, I mean, over 56Ks, you'll be doing a lot of it, but depending on how difficult the situation is or what's around you, uh, you, I, I would take myself through a body scan 
And a body scan, you know, it can start from the bottom and work its way up. It can start from the top and work its way down. But you're essentially trying to check in with each, every element of your body as you are going through the running motion. So where is my head at? Is it stacked in between my shoulders? Is it falling forwards? Am I looking ahead of me? Am I looking towards the horizon? Am I looking at my feet? You know, you work your way down towards your chest. You start to think about, is my chest collapsed forward? Are my shoulders falling forward? Or is my chest in a nice fluid bow action in front of me? Are my arms, are my arms crossing across the body? Am I pushing too much with my arms? Am I pulling my arms? Now I'm focusing on my arms. As I work it down towards my hips, now I start thinking about my hips and my core activation. Is my core in the right position? Are my hips leaning over the front? You know, there's a lot that you can think about. That's a lot. But I don't, like I said, I don't focus on all those things. You know, I've got, I've gotten to the point in my running where one cue fixes all of that. Yeah. And for me, it's just being tall. So if I focus on being tall, I know that my head is going to look forward. I know that my chest is going to be up and I know that my hips are going to be in front. If those are there, momentum is working for me. Mm. If momentum is working for me, I'm an efficient runner. So all I say to myself is tall. Yeah. Be tall, you know, and that's where the mantra comes in. You got to be able to, whatever that mantra is for you as an individual, you got to carry that into race day and you got to practice and preach that mm -hmm. because it definitely makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And this is where I want to ask you a question, Davey, uh, because knowing you being, uh, being my running buddy and, you know, spending a lot of time with you, I know that you definitely struggle with the focus side of things. So, do you feel that that is, that is an element that you have to work on and something that you are conscious of when you run? Yeah, listen, I mean, I don't, I don't actually know because I would say that one of like my biggest tips for me while I run is to sort of zone out, you know, because I know that if I can get into a comfortable rhythm and if I zone out and not fixate on how many kilometers has been or, or stuff like that, then like that, that's the best way to, for me to, to cope with it. So I try and like, I will have my cues and I know how my body's feeling and I'll check my average pace, but I try not, you know, I, I literally try and zone out as much as possible. Um, and that's when I get into my, my biggest, you know, flow. Um, obviously then as we all do, when we hit fatigue, then it's a different story because then I can't zone out because then mm. I'm acutely aware of, my niggles of my fatigue and then it's then you've gone through that like euphoria stage and it's say in a marathon for me that's like at 35 k's then it's like you know you get hit in the face with this reality that you're now trying to like push for the last couple kilometers and that's when i'll do the check-ins like you're saying yeah. like i'll feel like my pace is dropping and also i mean that's sort of where it's like that last mental push where it might not be pretty but you just got to keep going. Um, I think, you know, in terms of like a, a focusing strategy, I've never really, like, like you and I are very different, whereas you will mentally prepare from kilometer one to the end. And I, and I, you know, I think your way is brilliant. I think I definitely need to do more of that. But like I say, I'm, I'm more about just making sure that I'm not fixating on too much, that I'm just feeling good and I, that I'm, I know it sounds probably the worst thing that you can do, but going through the motions, I don't like, I don't like thinking about too much. So whether that's like, I, I, I wouldn't do well with focusing on too much because like you say, my focus isn't, yeah, no, that, that isn't great. Way too much. So if you gave me five things to really focus on, it would be too much. So my best thing is just focus on, 
on the flow, how I'm feeling, you know, going through the motions. Well, I think what you're mentioning there is also it comes down to knowing yourself as yeah. an individual. So, you know... As, Don't beat as, yourself up if you're ADHD like me. Well, exactly. You, you know, some people, some people can focus for 10 hours and have no issue with that and, and take in a lot of information and be able to stay calm under that. Some people will never be able to do that. So, you know, when it comes to mindfulness and mental training... There's no one size fits all. And this is not what we're trying to do with today's conversation. It's just more to give you guys a nudge in the right direction in terms of if this is a concern of yours, then, you know, you, you can do something about it. And this is where it, it's quite exciting. We, we will have a sports psychologist on the show, not next, not the next Making a Runner episode, but the following, Kirsten Hearden. She is a well-renowned um, sports psychologist and will definitely be getting into a lot more detail. Uh, sure, she the, can definitely this, unpack quite a few of my... Yeah, <laughs> and the psychology behind it. As you guys know, me and Davey are definitely not any psychologists we're mostly speaking out of our own experience but you know for me it comes down to preparation if you're prepared both physically mentally emotionally your day is going to go according to plan if you are not prepared then you're opening yourself up to potential for things not going according to plan Mm -hmm. so that's just my way of thinking Um, I'm not saying that your way is not the right way of going about it, but having having worked with quite a few athletes, uh, I do think that it just comes down to experience at the end of the day. Hundred percent. I mean, I've had some of my best races where I'm least prepared, kind of thing. Yeah, you just rock up. We, you just rock up and you just go. So there's also a side to. But once again, I think that's when you like put this due date on a race that's several months away. It's a big goal, like. I and mean, also it's when a race is short enough, you yeah. know. Unfortunately, there's a big difference between running a marathon and running an ultra, uh, as we know. Um, so, you know, for, yeah, ideally you don't want to just rock up to a marathon and just run and hope for the best. But, you know, 5K, 10K, 21K even, you can make do with that day just taking you along. Unfortunately, on a, on a long-ass day on your feet, there's um, more that can go wrong. There's a lot more that can go wrong. And you just got to be able to, you know, pull yourself back together and reshape your focus and, and keep going ahead. Yeah. So we hope that with just having touched on a couple of these things, um, our listeners have a little bit more of an idea. Two uh, very opposite perspectives. <laughs> yeah, and I think that gives a, a, a nice, well-rounded perspective. We're not just pushing one one sort of element onto it. But, you know, just like you you got to know your physiological demands to perform an ultra marathon. So that's like you got to know physically what your body's got to go through. Uh, but a lot of people don't think about the psychological demands. So that's what this was for, just to give you a, a little nudge into the psychological demands of running the Total Sports Two Oceans Ultra. Yeah, we so, hope that it will help you guys. And if there's one thing that you take away from today, is that go in there with a mantra and be strong, be positive, and know that this is not just the end of the road. It's just a step in the journey towards your running wellness. Exactly, guys. So there it is. 16 days to go. If you're not prepared, we hope you are. And if you're not mentally prepared, then those are a few tips for you to get on that bandwagon. But uh, we certainly do wish all of you guys the best. And we can't wait to see you on the route um, if you will be running the Total Sports Two Oceans Marathon. If you do see us, give us a high five and we really can't wait. 
And make sure to smile, guys. Smile. Smile and wave. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Making a Runner. We hope you enjoyed it and found value in the show. Don't forget to rate and leave a review on your favorite streaming platform. And remember to share with your running buddies. Follow our journey on our socials and feel free to engage with us on all things running. We wish you a pleasant run wherever the road or trail may take you. Bye for now.